Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. Hey, I'm really excited to be back with you today because I am starting a brand new collection, something that I've wanted to do really right from the very beginning of starting Girl Next Door since it's a leadership podcast. And it's all about how to build a phenomenal youth ministry. So I'm going to have a couple of different um, guests come along over the next few weeks, uh, but there's so much to talk about um, uh, on this whole topic of how to build a phenomenal youth ministry. Uh, This is good not just for youth pastors to listen to, but if you are in leadership in any any youth ministry, in any form, um, this is going to be awesome for you. Even if perhaps you're someone that yeah, I don't know, you might be the senior pastor of a church. This is really good for you guys to listen to as well. Or if maybe one day you want to be in ministry and you want to build a youth ministry. Anyway, so um, I could not start this series. It would not be right to start this series without inviting the person that's probably been in youth ministry longer than anyone I know, besides me, which is Cameron. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, babe. Thanks for coming. It's so good to be here. <laughs> Sorry. This is just going to be a laugh because we're sitting so close together right now. And I'm trying to tell Cameron that every move he makes that you guys can hear it. My ADD starting to kick in already. <laughs> he's like rubbing his head. He's like breathing heavy. I'm like, babe, they can hear everything. No, let's okay. do this. This is going to be good. Let's do this. So... Um, we uh, obviously are still in the youth field, um, having you know been part of not being part. We're still running Youth Alive for Queensland and for National. Um, and when we launched our own church, Public, a couple of years ago now, we actually started by launching the youth ministry first. Because really, would you say, babe, youth ministry is our jam? We we feel that like we have a real grace to reach young people and mm. to raise leaders to effectively. Um, obviously minister to young people. So it's um Yeah. It's in our DNA. It's who we are. Mm-hmm. And I'm moving a little bit closer. Is that better? <laughs> yes. We're gonna have to start videoing these guys because you guys me. would laugh. So he distracting. Can, he, he can't sit still. I'm like I'm closer than you. I'm actually if you could see what I'm doing, I'm motioning to him, stop moving. And then I lose my train of thought. No, you've got to be right there and not move. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> so I thought bef- before we get going, because I wanted to ask you kind of your top couple of things on how you would, what you think it takes to build a phenomenal youth ministry. But I thought it would be good to go back a little bit over our background, just so maybe those that don't know us. Um, now, a lot of you might have heard about Planet Shakers, which is a global Australian movement, which um, really actually started, and some of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, you would know this, this this uh, Planet Shakers started in Adelaide in our church, and you and I were a big part of helping Russell and Sam yeah, Russell and Sam build that. The, the Youth and Young Adult Directors of Paradise Community Churches, which is now Influences, yeah. and Pastor Russell felt he had something in him to start a new conference called mm. Planet Shakers. Mm. And so we were right there at the helm or right there at the forefront of seeing what started as a as a conference in a, in a youth hall with 300 young people 
became mm. at one stage there was about 20,000 young people gathering in every capital city in Australia mm. every single January to obviously then um, Planet Shakers Church started. And that's yeah. probably where everyone sort of knows Planet Shakers now, the amazing church in Melbourne with the music and now Planet Boom music. Mm. And um, and it was an honour to be yeah. right there at the, at the yeah. forefront of seeing that un- unfold. Now, I had been a youth leader under Russell and Sam since I was like 16, right? But by the time Planet Shakers was getting up and running, it was actually just before we got married. So we were not running a youth ministry at the time. We, You and I were actually leaders. We were volunteer. In the, yeah, volunteer, volunteer leaders. Lead, young adult leaders. Volunteer young adult leader, that's what I was about to say, in yeah. in the young adults. We yes. weren't, you know, so Planet Shakers was really started and ran by not the youth ministry but the young adult ministry. Correct. Which is really, ex- I, anyway, that's a whole other topic, young adults. That's probably something we should cover as well. Now, a couple of years after we were married, that's, um, some people I think assume that you and I ran youth ministries. Straight that, away. Yeah, like in our early 20s, but we actually didn't. We were helping Russell and Sam run the young adults. And then after we got married, um, that's when Russell suggested that you and I take over the youth part, which is the teenagers, which was called Solid Rock. Do you remember when we got the phone call? No, I don't. No. It was like early morning. We were still sort of a Saturday morning. We were in bed. And then Russell rang me and I jumped out of bed, grabbed the phone and went outside. <laughs> like you do if Russell so rings. Flip the boss is ringing. Yeah. And... Um, Oh, that's right, because you were working for the church. You were doing, yeah. you at that time, you, I was doing new Christians you and had new started people in the young adults. New, new Christians and, then, and new people. And then Russell suggested that he, him and Ash, Pastor Ashley had been talking and our names came up to take over the youth ministry. And we were yeah. sort of a little bit excited at the same time. No, we, we thought, thought we were being demoted. Yeah, I mean, yeah we were like, we were actually, <laughs> there was an excitement of an opportunity, a fresh opportunity, but at the same time it's like, have we done something wrong in the young adults? Yeah, I remember thinking, oh, no, because our church had a balcony as well, right? And I remember going, oh, no, like, you know, like when people would leave the church, they would go from from kind of sitting on the floor, on the main floor, and then they'd move to the balcony, and then there was a bit of a joke, like then they'd be they'd leave the church. And so we're like, oh, my gosh, that's us. Like, we're going to be out the door in a minute. They're, we're not doing a good job in the young adults, and they're putting us with the teenagers. That's but how that, we saw it at the but time. But then, then we, I went back to Russell, and he said... Yeah. It'd be a great opportunity to, to hone your preaching, to yeah. develop your leadership, for you to learn how to actually lead something. But and more than that, he he really felt prophetically that that would be the right um, that we would be the right people. Yes. So we were kind of like late twenties then. We had just had we just had Georgia. Okay. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So can you remember the, the youth ministry from where we got it then to where we uh, to where we took it? Um, yeah, so we took it over uh, about 120 young people, and we had about 20 leaders. That many, yeah, 110, 120 yeah. young people were attending, and it was we got a real word from God about specifically how we needed to build the youth ministry. Remember, you know, God spoke to us about bringing the presence of yeah. God. That you know, David's first task as king was to bring the presence of God back. And that's probably city. another whole podcast to talk about building by your own blueprint yes. and not building. Yeah. So God gave us a very clear blueprint. Yeah. But where did where did we take it? So we had about 20 leaders, about 120 kids to start with. And so we ran it over the next five years. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we, what, we took it from 120 to about 550 in attendance. Yeah. 
we had two different age groups meeting at the same time because there wasn't enough room in the youth hall. Yeah, I didn't like that when we split that, but that's another podcast. <laughs> well, what do you do? Build another, build another it wasn't building. the same, but yeah, I know we needed a bigger building, and we and I think our leadership team from memory grew from twenty to about fifty five. That's correct. Because I remember we couldn't fit him in our house anymore. Yes. So what I want us to focus on. I mean, I, if you asked me the most important thing of building a youth ministry, I would talk about um, the discipling of leaders, the leading of leaders, the, the building of a team of leaders, but that is going to take a, a whole podcast on its own. So what I want um, you to talk about is the actual youth ministry itself. You were saying to me before, um, and I don't know whether you got this from Russell because these are you're going to no. laugh when you hear this, but they're, they're really good. What would you say would be the top things that would build a phenomenal youth ministry that well, we did when we started? I remember going to um, a restaurant with Russell yes. and um, I'm like, Russell, what the heck am I going to do? And he goes, simple. He goes, there's three things to build this youth ministry on. And I'm like, okay, what are they? And I thought... I've got my <laughs> I've got my notepad out basically, and he goes. Yeah, waiting for some great Rima. <laughs> yeah, well, it, and it was. It, it was, was very simple, and it was, and it was still. I pretty much do all ministry like this today, mm-hmm. um, twenty five years on, um, or twenty years on. It was um, have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll break this down yep. in a minute. So let's just give them the three the amazing three Fs. Rima, the all right. three Fs. Sounds terrible, but well, the, you know so, all the academy students always f f f f in the chat because it means oh, respect. Oh, okay. Yeah. Goodness me, it's getting a bit concerned there. What are you teaching our academy <laughs> students, Renee? Okay, so um, fun, mm-hmm. fire, yeah, and then friendship slash fellowship, which is a which, <laughs> don't say fellowship. Fe- fellowship's like, a word from twenty years ago, not the nineteen eighties. Right, let's, mo- let's modernize it though. We used to call connect groups home fellowship. Yes. So that was Russell's Rima. It was. Fun, fire, and friendship. So yep. let's break that down. What do you mean by fun? I mean- so he, he said young people want to have a lot of fun. They want to have a lot of memories. They don't want to be bored. They don't want to be like fully spiritually stimulated for two hours in a, in a program. You've got to create a lot of fun moments mm. like um, like naturally. Yeah. And so so that means unearthing the, the fun type um, spontaneous personalities, identifying those leaders. We had some good ones. Um, I, you know, having a lot of fun videos, having a lot of fun games. <laughs> yes. Um, being, and we, being that, spontaneous, not but, predictable. Yeah. And I remember, because in the end, after a couple of years, we, I remember having people fly around from all over Australia to come and see what our youth group was, was doing. And because remember at the time, because we had um, Dave Hammers, shout out Dave Hammers, he was really creative. And so we would, he would often rip TV shows like Don't Forget Your Toothbrush or we ended up having Gladiator. Gladiator. My favorite, I think, was we had a mascot, Beef a Bear. Yeah. In fact, Beef a Bear became so famous in our youth group that Beef a Bear rocked up to George's first birthday oh party. My gosh, that's right. <laughs> she was. It so was like excited. a twenty dollar, like weird bear bear, bear suit that we got from cash converters back in the day. And then Beef a Bear would just go and do funny things, and we would um, we would video it. So you got to remember, this is like twenty five years ago. So this is like cutting edge. I remember Beef a Bear on Valentine's Day when he met whatever the female bear's name was, and oh they fell in gosh. love. <laughs> so I remember so much. Yeah, lots of fun times. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's a standoff. Who's going to talk next? Okay. So so why do you think um, – I think what happens these days, though, sometimes is youth groups can own, can focus too much on the fun, um, which we'll move on from that in just a or second. Or be too serious. 
Yeah, all be too serious. So you do want to balance. What kind of balance do you think? Is it fun every week? Like how much fun do you put into a youth ministry on a, on any one given night or in a term? Well, there, there's. Well, I don't think you can quantify it. You just need to make sure that that um, there's moments. Within, it could be within the message, a crazy story. It could be the fun game part. It could be hanging out and doing the basketball and everything afterwards or the indoor soccer and, and just being zany and crazy. It could be, it, like, literally, you can't quantify it. it. No, and do you know, because I'm literally, I'm looking at you and I'm trying not to laugh because I'm remembering all the fun things we did because what it does is it creates moments and memories. And I remember accidentally once just on Facebook starting a thread um of all the things I remembered about Solid Rock and all the leaders just jumped on. Remember this? Remember this? Remember when Dave Hammonds got a car from the wreckers and he cut it in half and brought the entire car inside the... What did he do? He brought the car inside the the well, hall and made a... Well, we had the Brett Lee, who was a famous cricketer, um, the fastest bowler at the time in the world, and we made a Brett Lee cannon... And someone had oh, to, Lord. someone actually like sort of bust out a tennis ball at 200 k's an hour, and then we had to get like the kids to try and face a tennis ball coming, coming at, at them, them at 200 k's an hour and hit it. And um, hope they we didn't gave get a, hit. we gave away a scooter. Remember the scooter? And then um, the, I don't per- remember that. the person that won the scooter, like a, you know, like a 50 cc scooter, like you go around in the inner city suburbs, and the girl who won the scooter was like, "Can you guys come and drop it off?" We dropped it off at a house, but we didn't ride it there because it didn't start. <laughs> so we just dropped we dropped off a scooter at this girl's house and it didn't even work. <laughs> but there was so much hype about everyone trying to win this scooter. That's terrible. And I do remember we got a few letters from parents. Well, that was... That, that was, was you because you made someone lick someone's armpit. Yeah, no, there was a really sweaty, hot summer Adelaide 40-degree day mosh pit going down. There's about one of those a year. Yeah, and there was a, there was one of the young lads was in the praise pit and he was sweating <laughs> profusely with a tank top on. And for some reason, I just thought, okay, well, Russell said, let's make some fun moments. So I pulled the kid up on stage and said, you know, it showed everyone his sweaty armpit. And said, I'll give someone 20 bucks if they come up here and lick lick his armpit. Kids do anything for 20 bucks. And his best mate jumped up, (laughs) grabbed the 20 bucks out of my hand and licked his armpit, like literally from the bottom of the arm. That's disgusting. Armpit, right through the hairy part, right to the very top. It was, (laughs) and then two girls ran out and vomited. And then I. Oh, come on. They did. Oh, Lord. And then, and then that was my first being pulled into the office and having a conversation with my senior pastor ever. (laughs) My one and only time. (laughs) It's the youth pastor's rite of passage. Yes. So so having fun is really important. And I think a lot of the fun, like you said, we had was really spontaneous. All right, let's move on to the second one, fire. What do you mean by fire? Because you're not Obviously, talking about lighting fires. Yeah, yeah, don't light fires. No pyromaniacs. <laughs> um, it, it was all about creating moments to have an encounter with God. Mm. And that has always been the hallmark and the emphasis of every ministry we've ever ran is that an yes. encounter with, with God will change a young person's life forever. Mm. And so so an encounter with God will open them up to the purpose of God. An encounter with God will heal their broken heart. An encounter with God will make them feel the love of Him for the very first time. Mm. His love is perfect and pure and powerful in every single way. So, so creating those moments in ministry times, mm. at the end of messages, 
um, mm. our worship band. Mm. They weren't just getting up there and, and pounding out the songs. They were they were hearing from God about what songs to actually use for that week. Yeah. We were collaborating with the messages to make mm. sure that there was an environment where where young people were encountering God right like, literally from the from the get go. Yeah. Even like say with the bands when we did praise and worship, we were very intentional about who leads. We didn't let <clears throat> we didn't let like really young young people lead. We actually started off by only having kind of leaders or staff members that were were leading because we felt like we needed older initially. Yeah, initially we needed older people who understood how to bring young people into the presence of God through worship. It's not it's not the time just to give someone a go. You actually want someone that knows how to bring young people into the presence of God. And so that was important. Same with the preaching. And we nearly every week we would give an opportunity for kids to come and be prayed for. We would always do um, like uh, give kids an opportunity to, um, you know, for salvation, always. And and that tends to be new to a lot of people. Like we do that in our church. Every we every service we give an opportunity for salvation. Absolutely, for people to respond to the to the gospel. Yeah, I remember one kid who the family had been coming to the church for quite a while, and they and they made their son come, but he came out of you know being forced and being made to come. And I remember we did a night on dating, and he got saved that night. That's do you remember? Right. Yeah, yeah, it was I like st- oh the most bizarre thing. And we were still to this day we laugh about it, but you just never know when God is going to touch a young person's heart. Yeah, and so all of our prayer meetings, yeah. all of our staff meetings, um, everything we did was geared yeah. around young people having yeah. an encounter with God, the fire of yeah. God being lit up on the yeah. inside of a young person's life. And so, so even to the point where we weren't massive about youth leaders or youth pastors going to the schools, our emphasis was if yeah. you get a young person in love with yeah. Jesus and on yeah. fire for God, they'll win their whole school to Jesus. Yeah. And so we had multiple of young, multiple kids, yeah. um, bringing so many of their friends to youth ministry and seeing yeah. like little mini revivals breaking yeah. out. Look, we didn't grow from 120 to 550 in attendance through just doing fun. No. It, we were, and we were very clear. Every single young person was at the front during praise and worship. No yeah. kid was sitting down nope. in their seat. No one was running around. Nope. Boyfriend and girlfriends weren't holding hands. Nope. It was your personal moment yeah. to encounter Jesus. Yeah. And so we would say, hey, we're going to be doing this for 25 minutes. We want you to respect God, respect what we're doing here, and let's all and dip in. And the peer yeah. pressure, if you, you know, at the end of the day, young people do suffer from peer pressure. But my view was back then when I started out was let's peer pressure is getting into God. Now, you don't want, to, mani- yeah. Yeah, you don't want to manipulate people or guilt them into pressing into God. But you inspire young people because God is amazing. God loves yeah. God loves them. And the best thing for a young person is God. Yes, that's right. You touched on before as well. And this is something that probably makes my heart a bit sad. And I think we need to do a podcast on it, is teaching young leaders how to pray together corporately. Um, I don't think we've got this right yet in our church. My Our prayer meetings still frustrate me a little bit, to be honest, um, because I remember how we used to pray together before a youth meeting. Now, for, now the kids, the leaders never came with an empty car. 
They always came with their kids, but um, probably 10 minutes before the meeting started, maybe maybe 20 minutes before the meeting started, we would get all the leaders in a room. And we would pray. Yeah, well, I remember... Not quiet prayers. No, no. Well, screaming out for God to move, like crying out. Hungry for God. Um, We... There was one stage where Mark Evans was running the prayer meeting, I think as a year 12. Yeah. And there was about 150 youth and leaders all rolling up before the meeting. And there was no kids on the PlayStations. There was no kids outside playing basketball. Everyone was in the prayer meeting. Then they'd dip out and quickly jump on the PS... And basketball for about 10 minutes, and then the meeting would start. Yeah. And that that was unbelievable. And we prayed corporately and together, and you could feel the atmosphere in the room. And I don't think I've ever walked into recently in the last 10, 5 to 10 years, I have not walked into that from what I can remember. And that's something I think we I need have. to teach leaders. But have you? Boom Youth. Boom. Oh, Mel- yes. In Melbourne. Yeah. Unbelievable. And isn't it funny that they would be, I would say, Australia's best youth ministry? Probably one of the world's best. Yeah. So, Come on, um, Russell. Give us the big bickies. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's Yeah, it's true. So... Um, so it's so important for young people. And, and I know, you know, like we said before, we've been doing this for 20, this was 20, 20 years ago that yeah. we, we ran that. And we are still, we still hear from young people today. In fact, Mark Evans now, who was a kid in the youth ministry at the time, he just came and preached for us at we'll, our church we'll and at Youth Alive. I haven't told, I haven't told you this yet. Oh, I'm getting news um, in front of everyone. I preached at Calvary Saturday night, as yes, you know, at the Calvary. Sunshine Coast. Yes, and um, three kids, brothers and sisters, came up to me and they go, "You, you don't know us, but you know my dad. You did, you did communion at my mum and dad's wedding. Your, your wife Renee and you." Oh, who's like, that? No, who, who, who's your dad? It's like DJ and and Jules, Julie Williams, and DJ. No way. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> That makes me feel really old. So there you go. Well, I remember in Adelaide, what would have been two, three years ago, when I was speaking for Sam Long for Youth Alive, and um, people that were kids back in the youth ministry, they were kind of like one of the – she's a mum now, and she came up to me and like, gave me a big hug just to say thank you for what we do, and her kids are now coming to Youth Alive. Yeah, that's cool. That's so cool. And do you know why? It's because of this, what we're talking about, the yeah. fire, like, because they encountered God, we all encountered God together and you don't forget that experience with God. 100%. I feel like we should just really emphasize on that one because I feel like this is the one thing that perhaps we're not doing. Like, can you, okay, can you unpack this for a moment? Because we've got time. When you're ministering to kids, you know, uh, maybe it sounds old-fashioned to say um, at an altar call, but say you bring them down and we're we're praying over them, you have ministry time. What should that look like? Like, firstly, all the leaders should be praying for all the kids, for all the young people. What what does that look like? How do you walk that out? So, once again, there's no one answer to that. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got to be tuned in and sensitive to what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do while you're leading that ministry time. Mm. Don't just leave it over to the worship team. Work in hand-in-hand hand with the worship team around that and the worship leader. But there's moments to bring the music down yeah. and young people just like bask in, in God's goodness and God's so presence. Ba- basking sounds like a lizard. <laughs> right. 
Well, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, You've got to feel the moment. You've got to be sensitive. So, but then there's moments the where, where the, you, you're singing the song as loud as you possibly can and kids are breaking through in their own personal praise and worship. Yeah. Your favourite is to do the drum solo. Not you personally. You're yeah. like, just the drums. Yeah, that's. I think that's a paradise thing. Yeah. Um, so, so, but then, then you've got, then there's the prophetic. Yeah. Where God can speak to you, obviously, about um, certain, mm. certain um, things that God wants to communicate to individuals or, or even potentially the whole group. Yeah. There could be a sense where you're, where you're feeling, you know, God, there's a, there's an anointing here to break fear over young people's lives. Yeah. To, yeah. um, but like you said, you need to have all of our, all of our leaders were prayed up, ready to roll, hand on a shoulder, yeah. and and praying into young people's lives yeah. and joining them and and building up young people's faith to believe that God's going to move in their life. And young people are so receptive and sensitive to the presence of God. That's why I think. You know, it's funny, over the years, we've had different people that we've invited to come and speak in different youth conference spaces. And often they'll be like, oh, teenagers make me nervous. But you and I have never felt that. We're like, no, teenagers are the easiest. Like, they love God. They're so sensitive and to his you, presence. And the, the key is running youth ministry, no matter what age you are, whether you're really young in youth ministry as the youth pastor or youth leader or mm. in your middle, in your, you know, your middle years, um, the main thing is making sure that you're just being genuine, real, and authentic. You're not trying to be something that you're not. Yeah. You're not trying to speak over young people's head and, and impress them that you're amazing. If you love young people and you're speaking to their heart and you're speaking faith and you're speaking life, then let me tell you, young, young, you will influence young people in a massive way. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So that's fun and fire. And the first, final F is, is friendship, friendship, fellowship. Don't use fellowship. I, I can't deal. That's what Russell said. Do you want to go any further from the microphone? <laughs> Do you want to go and speak from the next room? That's what Russell said. <laughs> yeah, but we can, okay. Modernize it. Yeah, friendship. What, what do you mean? How do we achieve that? To build an absolutely... Um, strong culture and a community where everyone's got each other's back. You're running as a pack. You're pursuing the same interests together. You're right, chasing after God, and within that, you're not um, you're, you're nipping gossip in the bud. Mm. You're not um, you're not pandering to dramas of teenagers. You're pour, putting water on dramas, mm. and you're making the main focus that we are growing in God together. We're pursuing God together. No one's perfect, but if we, and and the fact that God's got a great plan for each and every one of us individually, but he's also got a great plan for us collectively to have an impact in our high school communities around us. And that gives young people purpose. Yes. And I, and I think on the friendship level, because I was a young person and I've talked about this the last couple of weeks, I've shared a bit of my story. Um, you know, the Bible talks about how God sets the lonely in families and the, the youth group is an, a phenomenal answer to young people and the loneliness crisis that we're in. You know, the more connected they are on social media, the actual least connect, least less connected they are in real time. And growing up, I know for me, the youth group was my lifeline. And so the friendships that we make there, there is something special about the friendships you make when you are in an environment where you're pursuing God together that I think have a greater depth than any friendship that I've ever made out in the world. 
and even in even like let's not super spiritualize it in the natural you're building um great interpersonal skills yeah you're you're learning to grow in a team teamwork team building um you are learning perception and social you're skills. talking about the leaders here no or I'm you're talking, talking young about people yeah okay because yeah. if you're doing like small groups and, and yeah. you're shy, but uh, you've got a yeah. good leader who's drawing that young person out, um, like it's good for mental health mm. because they're around other young people. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. You're teaching everyone to be um, sensitive and caring for one another. You're mm. teaching the fruits of the spirit. Mm. And so, so it's a great environment if it's a good culture. And I think there there are two ways that friendships can be deepened. One is definitely through the small groups, and small group. And we need to do it. I can see this collection being quite long. I think you're um, going to do five podcasts now around five separate issues. I think I did. I better go back and listen. But connect groups are so important. Um, even little things where you and I have often. Uh, and I know when Isaiah first came here, and he was mortified that we were like, "No, you do combined connects. Do boys and girls, guys and girls together, uh, because." the done thing tends to be uh, to separate guys and girls. But Russell always taught us, no, it's the best way to get them there because they want to hang around each other. So you use that to your advantage um, and get them in the room together. Then, then they learn how to interact with yeah. people of the opposite sex in a proper way. Yeah, in a healthy way. And so connect groups is really important and it really takes a good leader to – there's a really important structure around how to – uh, train leaders within that connect group and how to run a connect group in a way that that group of young people become really close friends. Um, but secondly, when you're at youth ministry, you know, leaders shouldn't sit together. Leaders should be sitting with young people. And um, we almost had a bit of a competition of if there was a new young person that walked in, we'd all be jumping on them because we'd be like, we want them, we want them. Like a healthy you know, well, no we one's left. Them. We want to care. Yeah. For them. We want to develop mm. them. No one's left but, behind. No one's on their own. So leaders aren't standing all at the back row. Yeah. Like, like, like prison guards making sure that no young people escape. I yeah. remember we had to constantly address that. We had one, but, one at the door because you do want to have yeah, someone of course, at the door. Because 55 kids want to go to the toilet at the same time, apparently. Yeah. How to stop that? Only let them go one at a time and they soon all, all of and a sudden once, don't want to go to the toilet. Once per meeting. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, leaders don't all stand at the back row. Leaders are lead. highly interacting. They're mm. not. It's not their time to catch up with what's going on with their lives that week. They can talk about that at other times when it's Friday night. Game on. The youth leaders are there to actually serve the young people and build strong friendships and good fellowship. You said it again. I said that on, on purpose. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And fun, fire, <laughs> and friendship. <laughs> And I just think it's so simple. Yeah. And if you make that the focus and you go after those three things, mm. build um, a, an amazing, fun culture, a real sense and a pursuit of the presence of God and making sure that everyone's enjoying one another and everyone's growing together and you're building a really good community and a family sense, um, I just think you're on the way to building an, an absolutely world-class youth ministry. Yeah. Look at you doing the wrap-up. You did the wrap-up. Well, we've been going half an hour. <laughs> you want to get out of the room. I've got a pack. <laughs> oh, he's got a pack because he's got to go away to a – no, not to a youth ministry this time. Oh, kind of. Lottie's youth alive, farewell. Youth alive thing. Yeah. 
they don't know who Lottie is, but there you go. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, make sure that you share this podcast with every leader that you know, every youth pastor that you know. And uh, this is going to be a collection. And I do want Cameron to come back because I really want us to talk about how to build teams and how to lead discipleships awesome. because I think that's probably one of the things you and I, I would say, would be the most... Um, well, that's how you grow a youth ministry. It is. It is how you grow a youth Yeah. It's building yeah. your leaders at the end of the day. Yeah. What was today then? If that's not growing a youth ministry, it's also growing. This is putting wheels on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So anyway, we want you back for that. But anyway, guys, have a fantastic week and uh, I'll see you on Monday for Parenthood. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.